My circumstance may be horrible, but I still know where I'm ending up. You have to be clear and do kind of an autopsy. Welcome everybody to the Dream Lifestyle Podcast, your place to build your faith and master your craft. In this conversation, we're gonna be talking about how to embrace change and your future. And to have this conversation, I have my brother, CJ, back here on the pod with me. I'm excited to be back. Absolutely, man, listen, every time you come, I must say, every time you come, I get a thrill out of just hearing your thoughts. Like you, you're you're sharp. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be like my brother here. <laughs> well, you know what? And actually, I'm glad. I'm glad that you're you're here because I'm starting a new tradition on the show. Okay. And I want to start off first by asking, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Good. I'm doing good. That's good. Now, second part, and this is the new part. What are you currently being intentional with in terms of growing? What are you doing right now that is helping you grow in this current season? So. In this season, it's all about vulnerability. That's good. Uh, With the people you care about, if you take the time to actually open up and share the things that are going on with you, you would be surprised at how helpful they could be. Mm. And I think a lot of us find our strength and our ability to handle things. We're like, I got this. I got this by myself. I don't need anybody. But God gives you all these people who have wisdom and experiences that can help you prosper. And so we're actually... Making it harder for no reason. That's so, so good. So, so that's but what I'm I working on. You might as well have just said the whole episode right there in that answer. <laughs> I love, but I, uh, let's. I want to break that down. Yeah, vulnerability. I think vulnerability is great because vulnerability is a choice. It is right. Number one, being vulnerable really is a choice, especially as dudes, especially as men. Like when you have, to, especially like if you're in need of help, if yeah. if you got transition going on, because um, I also think. You know, since we're talking about embracing change, we have to first talk about expectation. Yeah. Right? Like, we we usually have an expectation that something is going to happen, and it doesn't. Yeah. And so that means a pivot needs to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And I think one of the ways, and you, again, gave the answer, like, your whole answer was literally the whole episode. I love it. Was we need to be vulnerable. Yeah. And that's a choice. Because it's in vulnerability that you actually have the conversation with somebody to say, hey, I was expecting this. But I got that, and this is how I feel about it. Yeah, and I'm I either I'm thinking about doing this, or I have no idea what to do about this. Yeah, I, even even in church, and, and personally, I've been doing a lot of deep study about Mark four twenty, I believe it is, mm-hmm. the parable of the sower, and it's this idea that this is just all an analogy for our heart posture, and vulnerable soil. Soil that's been tilled, that's that's free of rocks, that's free of thorns and thistles and things that choke it out and access to some good sun, that's the soil that produces a harvest that's 30, 60, and 100 fold. So in the same way, when we have relationships with people where we're vulnerable, where our, so- our soil is soft so that they can help us kind of mold the vision that comes a- after, just... Better things come from those kind of relationships. When we, when our heart is soft to someone, they can they can share where we need to grow and encourage us from where we've been, and you can you can actually receive it. Yes, because oftentimes we're hard hearted, and so nothing can penetrate our soul. So even when you go to people and you're not vulnerable and you don't tell them really what's going on, it's like going to a doctor's office and saying, "You're really hurting. Your knee is hurting, and your back's hurting, and your ear is hurting." And you're like, the doctor says, what's going on? And you say, I'm all right. Right. I'm all good. Nothing, nothing's going on here. <laughs> something's wrong. Like, why would you come here today then? Right. No, I'm all right. 
Well, you've given the person who can help you no clues to what's going on. Yeah. So how can they really diagnose and how can they really direct you in a way that's going to help you? So we come to people who we care about and we have to give them that soft soil. We need to give them like, man, for me, I'll be very vulnerable. My eating is really bad right now. What does that mean? And so I'll call, call my girlfriend and be like, hey, I'm about to make a bad choice. Yeah, real talk. <laughs> no, but I think that, that, that even speaks to with vulnerability, it's the right people. Mm, yeah. Right? It's vulnerability and people because you can't be vulnerable in the mirror. No. You got to be vulnerable to somebody that actually you know cares about you. And if you're unsure, like I, I firmly believe like you never lose by being vulnerable. No. Like you never lose. And and the reason why I say that is because there's a lot of power you give yourself. There's a lot of clarity you're even able to give yourself by just allowing yourself to be vulnerable to a person. Yeah. Now, you should be vulnerable with a person you believe is going to have your back. But let's yeah. say they don't. Well, yeah. Let's say they don't. I think that's most people's fear. Most people's fear, right? But even if they don't, sure, that's between them and God. Yeah. At the end of the day, you were able to verbalize whatever it is that you're going through, yeah. whatever it is that you're dealing with, and be able to, honestly, it helps kind of sort it out. But then based on their reaction, that lets yeah. you know whether or not you need to be vulnerable with that person again. Yeah. And it is that that strength, because there's a strength to be vulnerable. There's a strength to say, you know what? I could be vulnerable with person A. Mm-hmm. I can't really be vulnerable with person B. Let me just try to find more person A's. And again, that helps you really decide how you're going to handle those relationships. Because obviously the people that you can be vulnerable with, yeah. those are the people, all right, I'm going to cling to them because you know they're the ones that are actually going to know me well enough to know that even when I say I'm good, no, you're not. Yeah. What's up? Right? I, I often have the imagery of, of you know, Christ on a cross. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's this, it's this beautiful love, love letter that he sent to us about what vulnerability really looks like. It's saying, look, for sins that I did not commit, I stand here naked on a hill, pierced for you. And your your prayer is that someone would be willing to go that far for you, to 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 be that love is sometimes like a loaded gun that you give to a person and say, please don't don't shoot me. But when you get to that kind of vulnerability, what happens next is salvation. Like what what happens yes. next is redemption. What happens next is a story that we still tell thousands of years later of of love and um, selflessness. So so that's what you get. Yes. For the high cost of being up on a cross on a hill, you when you show yourself that way to the people you care about, oftentimes what they'll do is make sure that you're okay. Nice. oftentimes what they'll do is point you in a direction that makes you better. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't get that unless you are willing to kind of put yourself out in that way. And like you said, when it doesn't work, it's okay too. It's just a lesson that we just learned. Yeah. I'm not going to share with you in that way again, but I'm not sad that I shared it with you. Exactly. Like you could still gain something by yeah. even just verbalizing it. And that's, and that's I think, a, a place where more people need to get to. Because it's like, it's okay. Because at the end of the day, everybody got their stuff. Yeah, everybody's dealing with something. Everybody had an expectation for one thing, and they got another. And so it's a matter of you. And to your point, and you said this earlier in your answer, you can be vulnerable with somebody, and they either know somebody that's been in that situation, or they themselves were in that situation, and they're able to offer you 
some sort of help. Yeah. Right. They're able to offer you maybe a resource or able to give you an encouraging word, whatever it is. Yeah. That allows them um, or I should say allows them to speak into you. Yeah. Right. To really help you out of that situation. And so even with that. Right. How does a person how does a person even reach that place in your mind? How does a person even reach that place to say, I'm going to choose to be vulnerable? Uh, Two part question. Mm -hmm. How does a person reach the reach the place to be vulnerable? Yeah. But then how should a person choose the people to be vulnerable with? I think it's a long road and it's a heavy weight. You choose people who will choose to come and carry their cross with you. And and you, you realize, I think sometimes one of the best things that the devil has in his artillery is isolation. So it's going to, it's going to get you to believe that there's no one who can help and there's no way out. There's always a way out. That's a fact. The trick is that you have to start walking. Because mm-hmm. eventually somebody's going to be like, whoa, that cross is super heavy. Like I got, somebody has to help him. And those are the people who you want to help you. Because they, they realize they're close enough to you. Um, and they're in communication with you enough to make sure that when, when things get a little dicey, mm-hmm. that they can step in and make sure that Absolutely. And I think even just real life, real life, we were just talking about this earlier. Like for me with planning the symposium, like that's one of the things I know that the devil would try to mess with me with is, is, you know, basically working in isolation. Yeah. Because I'm pretty good when I work by myself. Yeah. If we're we're being honest, right? Like, Like I know how to get stuff done, but I also know that's not necessarily how God has called me to work. Yeah. In order for me to do the things I know he's called me to do, I need people. And even to that point, you know, I was working in isolation for so long that, you know, you stepped in where you basically said, hey, that cross is pretty heavy. Let me just let me see if he's doing all right. And you would you call me, text me. Hey, I know you're working on this. Like, how's it going? How can I help? Like, and I I tell you this all the time, like, man, that means the world to me just because, you know, that 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 almost gave me I shouldn't say almost. That gave me the confidence to be vulnerable with you as I planned this major thing, yeah. you know, because again, with, in, in my case, I'm planning an event. So there's a whole lot of expectation yeah. that I have. And there are some things, there's some parts of that expectation that may get hit. There are some that might not. Right. But like, that's just a possibility. Yeah. But because I've, I know that I can be vulnerable with you about where I'm at with it all, it helps me navigate yeah. the work necessary to do what I got to do. Because I know, all right, if anything happens, if I feel a way, I can call CJ and I can yep. be honest about, yo, this is where I'm at. Yep. I'm mad. I'm sad. I'm confused. Yep. I'm irritated, whatever. And I know that you're willing to carry that cross with me. Yep. And I think that is that is a real life application of everything that we're talking about. Yeah. For real. And guess guess what the person who comes along gets? I've I've gained friendship. I've gained perspective. I've gained understanding. And there's a funny thing that happens when you encourage someone. It's a multiplier. When you encourage someone, oftentimes I'll I'll be saying things to you and be like, me too. There's a doubling. What does the Bible say? Uh, One can put a hundred. Oh, one to put a thousand to flight. Two can send 10,000 to flight. Look at that multiple, like multiplication that happens when you're really working. When you're not, when you're isolated, you can do a great deal. 
but there's there's something special that happens yes when you get into community with people who genuinely believe in you oftentimes those calls look like you know here's some perspective on all the things you've accomplished facts <laughs> let's 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 make sure that you understand yeah. that yes it is a heavy weight but that you've done things before that are heavier and that this is a progression not not about perfection yeah um it's a process right and i think as we talk about transition and about kind of evolving if if you don't do this first step it's so crucial of being vulnerable about where you truly are you can't get to the next step you you have to be able to say you're sad right you you have to say i'm struggling i need help cuz that's the, that's the way that's the access that we get to other people so that they can help us and that they can help push us forward and then when you start to kind of build the the team around you transitions become a lot less scary facts oh, that's man. a fact and it's and it's the people right so it's like yeah. i think in what we're talking about the embracing the change piece is definitely like getting that vulnerability piece down mm-hmm. finding the people but then i think even embracing your future helps helps you embrace change because yeah. and and this is where i think not enough people spend enough time embracing their potential future and i believe i know why the reason being why people don't do that is yeah. because it's just a lot easier when god gives you a vision god gives you a promise or you just have a really big goal that's in front of you yeah. it's so much easier to doubt it it's so much easier to disqualify ourselves it's so much easier to you know allow the first thought of fear. Like I experienced this with everyone that I talk to when it comes to their goals. Yeah. You know, hey, what do you want to do? Well, I really want to do this. I want to open this community center. I want to get out of debt. I want to yeah. do this major, major thing. And their first thought always is you having to do with fear and self-doubt. Yeah. One of the two usually are the first thought that pop up when they they've identified whatever that big thing is. Yeah. And it's like, okay, cool. Let's let's roll with that. Like I'm yeah. okay. Like cool. You doubt yourself. Okay. You're afraid that this could happen. Okay. Let's just do that exact same what if. Let's just do it on the other side. Yeah. Like, let's actually think about what if it works, right? Like, I I say, and I think other people might say it, where it's like, ask yourself empowering questions too. Yeah. Right? The first questions that most people ask is, well, what if it doesn't work? What if I don't get the funding? What if I fail? What if this? What if that? Well, okay. Keep those same questions, but let's just, let's identify the other side as opposed to always looking at it so one-sided, you know? And I think that's where, you know, once you've been able to identify, this is what my future could look like. This is who I could be, right? This is what I'm capable of. This is what I believe I'm capable of. And once you reach, and it's like levels, it's once you say, okay, this is possible and you just start to rehearse it in your mind over and over and over again, right? For us as the believer, when you really just stay in that secret place and God's just continuing to download yeah. into you, you know, I've put greatness in you, even though life looked jacked up, mm-hmm. you, you know, I've called you to be an overcomer, even though your bank account overdrafted, yeah. you, you know, you, you're, you're rehearsing it mentally. Yeah. So now you get to a place of just pure confidence that like, you know what, my circumstance may be horrible, but I still know where I'm ending up. And so that way, when you do set an expectation for today or you set an expectation for a season even if it doesn't happen you still know where you're going to end up yeah and that causes you to even handle the transition differently i i would i would say if you ever have a dream or a goal 
and your first thought is like, man, I got this, it's probably not big enough. Yeah, it's 100%. 100%. So I think when when you have that thought and you're like, man, this big thing, yeah, I don't know where to start, right? but I, I feel called to this big thing. That's the kind of first indicator that it's something of God. A hundred percent. Because that that's the kind of thing where you're like, I need people. I need some kind of multiplier. I, I, it's bigger than me. Yeah. I think that's, I know that's the most scary thing for, for a lot of people, but I think that that's a really good indicator that the thing that you're working on is going to have an impact because we, we, we want to do things that are beyond ourselves. We, we, especially in our generation, we, we're, we're all kind of striving to leave this world better and make an impact in a way that impacts just not just our families. That, that was the generations before us, but mm-hmm. now we want to impact our families' families and, and all the people who are around us. We want to pull them along. Yeah. So I, I think fear and it being scary is a part of the process too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because and and it's crazy too. Like I'm just using myself as an example. Yeah. That's the best example I know. Yeah, people look at everything that I'm doing. They're like, "Man, like you're just killing it. Like you're just so confident." And I'm like, "Do you realize? Like I'd be scared." Yeah, <laughs> like like I like you know. But and it's and the thing is, and I talk about this all the time. I deal with fear just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. I self doubt is probably the number one. Like the devil attacks my confidence. Yeah, and I but I just know how to respond to it. Yeah. So it's not about it's not a thing of you know oh I'm just so great and I come from a great family and so fear never enters my mind. No, I just know what to do with it. Yeah, like when it comes, I know what I need to do to get myself back in a place of I'm not going to operate based on that feeling of fear or based on that feeling of self doubt. Yeah, because and this is to even go deeper on the embracing our future piece. I make sure that I have a very clear vision of it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just a, you know, well, God's called me to be more than a conqueror. That's pretty vague. Like, what does yeah. that mean? What does that look like? What do you conquer? Right? I'm not just telling myself, oh, I'm, I'm going to do better next yeah. year. What does that mean? <laughs> do better at what? Yeah. Right? I'm going to make more money. How much? What does that mean? Like, right? And that's yeah. where just the, the practicality of, you know, being specific and making stuff measurable, your goals. But like, for me, I've really mapped out very specifically yeah. what I want my future to look like. Mm. And because I'm very sincere from a heart posture place of what I plan on doing and where I'm going yeah. is going to impact way more people than just me and my family. And because I have a very clear understanding of that, I have a very clear vision of what it is that I want to do, yeah. as well as how I need it to function, how I want it to function. When it comes to transitions and changes, yeah. I am very clear of it. Well, I'm ending up here at the end of the day. Yeah. And I have a good understanding of, okay, process. There's going to be some changes. There's going to be some audibles. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be, you know, it allows me to handle those changes in, in a much more empowering way as opposed to, oh my God, I thought that was going to work, but it didn't. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah. As opposed to just being like, okay, let's take time, think, right? And and I think that's where the growing process happens because, and we talk about this all the time, but you're never you never even want you should never want to even accomplish your goal without going through some sort of process yeah because that process is necessary i have two thoughts one there's a weird thing that happens with dead animals so just just follow me oh god okay i like it dead animals if they're in your proximity stink facts until they don't Okay. 
after a while, we have this ability to let dead things in our environment kind of fade into the background. If you wear the same cologne for long enough, you'll end up starting to put too much of it on because you don't smell it anymore. Because our olfactory senses, after a while, normalize certain scents. So here's the caution that I give people. In the assessment, when, you, when you're going through this process, you're like, man, I'm about to make this major transition. Be vulnerable. You're going to connect with as many people as you can. Mm-hmm. Share your story. Be, be transparent. And, and then you're going to start kind of pushing forward. You're going to name that goal. Be very specific about it. Start working towards it. But then you, you have to be clear and do kind of an autopsy. Yes. About the negative thoughts. Yeah. Oh. About the ne- sometimes negative people. What What's dead around here? That's a that fact. That I'm not smelling anymore. Man, I think, Bree, this is why I love having you on the pod. <laughs> Keep going. I like that. Because you would be surprised at how much your, you, in your environment is, oh, my, my dad said I'll never be anything. And that dead thought is sitting in your head. And so you're like, you're, you're afraid of what's going on. But God's like, you have a clear direction and a vision. You have all these people who can support you. But but that old dead thinking is is still in your environment. So you got to do some cleanup. Mm. Um, and you have to search through who you are as a person. And this is what is just a continuation of vulnerability. But search through... All the cabinets yeah. of your life. And and oftentimes you're gonna have to do this work with a professional. Sometimes you gotta go yeah, some, yeah, sometimes you need reinforcements yeah. for sure. But when you do this work and you get and you clean up everything, it allows you to start in and this transition in a healthier place where your perspective is clearer. Like it, it'll be try it's like trying to drive a car where your your rear view mirror is is blacked out. Um you just can't see what's going on around you. Like you, right. you need perspective. Absolutely. Um, so you need to do the work to find the perspective, to find the dead things. And it's not going to be a fun process because when you or, find no, it's not. It's not when, when you find that thing that's that's dead in there. You're not going to like to see what it looks like now. Facts. Um, and then moving forward is about just like putting one foot in front of the other. That's a fact. So once you have you've done all this work, you're vulnerable, you're attaching yourself to people who can help you. You you've done this kind of like just that last minute check. Mm-hmm. Any dead things keeping me bound to to this situation. Everything is clear around me and then you start stepping forward, you just put one foot in front of the That's other. And and even with what you said, it made me think of when Jesus said, I believe in John, where basically all branches that don't bear fruit have to get cut. Yeah. And I think like that See, this is why I love having you on the pod, man. That's so good. But like, like truthfully, yeah. like that is absolutely an action step of like, yeah. no, you've got to go through the pots, the pans, the cabinets, the under the you'd bed, be closets. Right. You would like, you'd be surprised and not even surprised. It's going to hurt too when you find mm. what's dead sometimes too, especially if we talk about people. Yeah. Because there are some people, they're nice. Yeah. They say hello. You say hello. Yeah. But that don't mean that they're bearing fruit in your life. And I'm I'm a firm believer, like, if it's not bearing fruit, yeah, it's gotta go. And it's biblical. Like it 
I, I think about a seed. Let, let's break down the process of what happens. You take a seed, mm-hmm. very small, goes into the ground. It dies, starts to absorb the nutrients of the soil. We don't even really know how this works. At least that's what the Bible says. We, we figured out some of the science. And then it starts to grow roots. Mm-hmm. And then eventually a leaf comes up. Then it develops true leaves because the first kind of things that come out are not really the, the right. real leaf. Right, right. And then it starts to grow. And it gets out. And the first thing that it has to deal with when it gets into the, into the, out of the dirt is the sun. And the sun is good. But here's the problem with the sun. It's hot. And so a weak thing in the presence of the sun can be decimated. So now it's hot. And now, okay, things are going really well. It's 10 years later. It's a sapling. It's about six, seven feet tall. And somebody comes along with some hedge clippers and starts cutting off limbs, cutting off limbs. That's right. And, you know, maybe they're whispering to it like, this is is, is okay. okay. This is stuff, right. This is the process. And then it goes through storms. And then it goes through rain. And then eventually it's big enough to cast some shade. And you can sit underneath it, and it's producing fruit. It was killed, put in the dirt. It was roughed up, trimmed, cut down. It's not a fun process always. Yes. But it is a process. And if you follow it long enough, if you don't give up, if you, man, it's a little, I got to save it right now. If yeah. No. You... You have to go through the rest. You have to go through the pruning and the and the hard storms and life. But eventually, you're going to cast some shade. Man, look, and can I go deeper with yeah. that analogy? When the seed first dies, it first goes down. Yeah. Because the roots, that's it's establishing the foundation yeah. for its future. It's not until the roots have grown where the 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 future has really been clear, yeah. right? This is you're going to be a red oak, so the roots have to go down deep to support that. Yeah, and it's not until the foundation is built that it even breaks the ground. You know a fun fact? Talk to me. Red oaks don't actually have that deep roots; they have wide roots. Mm. And they found that they connect with each other, That's so with good. the tree next door, and being close enough to something else that's also great. Support your greatness. Isn't that beautiful? Oh my God. Man. But but it takes hundreds of years for them to reach maturity. Process. It's a process. process. And in, in that is is the changes that happen. Yeah. Like you said, right? There's pruning, there's weather changes, there's yeah. there's the sun, there's there's a whole lot of factors that happen even after the, the groundwork yeah. is done, whether the roots go deep or wide and yeah. connect with others, there's still process as you grow. Yeah. And I think that is the perfect analogy for everything we're talking about here where, yeah. in, you know, if you're thinking about how you want to embrace change in your life, because yeah. we're about to go into a new year for a lot of people, there are some changes. There yeah. are some changes that are happening, whether by choice or life is choosing for you. Yeah. Change. But I think, you know, even the analogy which gave and everything we just talked about, there's absolutely a way to handle all of that change in a way that empowers you. You should be empowered when change is happening because you know that there will come a day when your every single branch that you have is going to bear fruit. There will come a day where you'll be casting shade. There will be a day where you will be prosperous. But it's a matter of understanding where you are and making sure that those roots are deep and wide and connected with other people. So that way, as change comes, 
you know exactly what to do because you understand and you've embraced your future, yeah. which will then allow you, like we said, to embrace the change. Perfect. Man, that's so good. That's so, so good. This is why I love having you on the pod, man. I like being here too. Man, you're sharp, sharp, sharp. <laughs> well, look, I hope that you guys got some value out of this conversation because we certainly had a blast having it. Um, if you haven't, be sure to check out uh, last week's episode. You can prepare yourself for next week's episode. And always remember, your dream is possible as long as you are willing to work for it. We'll see you all next week.